Welcome into State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is June 2nd, uh, and I think where we have to start is with everything that went on over the weekend. I mean, for a podcast about Kansas City, uh, I think it's important that we at least give our two cents and, and, and acknowledge what went on over the weekend with uh, the Black Lives Matter protests uh, and everything that went on at the plaza. Um, you know, lots of protesters, uh, thousands of them peacefully protested um, Sunday afternoon. Um, some of it turned violent Saturday night into Sunday morning and uh, along with Sunday night into Monday. Overall, I think 150 people were arrested over the weekend. Um, about 20 officers injured, a couple hospitalized. So lots to dive into, lots to dissect from a, a crazy weekend. Yeah. And it's like, I always feel like, what is our responsibility mm-hmm. right now? Right. Um, like, we started this podcast because we're two guys who like to talk about sports and who like to make jokes and. Uh, we love Kansas City. We didn't start this podcast because we're like great speakers and we have the ability to distill emotions and movements and attitudes into a few powerful words. Like that is not what we're yeah. good at. That's not why we started this podcast. There's a lot smarter people out there who have a much better idea of what to say at times like this. And especially when it comes to race, like, two white dudes who have lived a really privileged life, whatever we say, um, it it doesn't really mean all that much because we're not the ones who have the experience. We're not the ones who, who know what it's like, but, but at the same time, um, you know, Nick Wright said it again this morning. I always think he does a really good job at moments like this, but like Martin Luther King wrote that the biggest impediment to to progress for blacks isn't the KKK or white supremacists because that's a small, small minority of people. Really what it is is moderate whites not doing anything. Yeah. And that is a that MLK quote doesn't get a lot of press because it's really uncomfortable. And it makes like all of the moderate whites uncomfortable because it's calling us out. And we can feel comfortable like not being racist. Because we're not, but if we're not doing something, then we're holding holding it back. The, the progress and and we're impeding movements like Black Lives Matter. So, so while again, um, I've seen a lot of like really profound speeches and and really well put together thoughts on this whole matter. Like the the mayor of Atlanta did a great one. Uh, Killer Mike, who's a rapper, um, gave a great speech. Like we we are not going to do that and we can't because we don't have that experience. Like our experiences are not the same as that. But but for us to say nothing is also it's just the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Like we have to say something. And and again, we started this podcast kind of as a joke. Like we were like, maybe no one listens to it. Yeah. But now we we have, you know almost a thousand listeners every episode. And so like it or not, we have a platform that we talk to people. And so I just feel like while we're not going to say anything profound, we're not going to say anything that you haven't heard. We're not going to say anything that someone 
isn't saying better because they're better at speaking than us and they have more experience, we still have to, to say to say something because it's the wrong thing to do not to say something. And I think you said it right. The majority of these protesters are peaceful protesters. And um, something happens when when the sun goes down yeah. and night comes and it just it starts to get violent. But but still, I still think the police I've seen enough videos and Kansas City has been on the good side and the bad mm-hmm. side of some of the stuff that's gone viral, right? Yeah, there's the, a really the cool image that they have with the white black, white and black police officer holding, holding a sign in and, police brutality. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then there was another image that came out um, Saturday or Sunday of a person holding a sign and getting pepper sprayed from two feet away, mm-hmm. and so the police still. I, I know that it's it's tough, but. They're police officers. They have a hard job. They need to be better at it because they have to do a better job of of recognizing the difference between rioters and protesters. And they need to stop uh, punishing protesters. Yeah. And they need to punish rioters. If you're breaking windows, if you're setting stuff on fire, that is wrong. And you should be arrested for that. But if you're protesting, you shouldn't be. And police need to do a better job of recognizing the difference because it is probably hard, but guess what? You're a police officer. Like you signed up for a difficult job. And so you have to be better at recognizing the difference between protesters and rioters because rioters are in the wrong. They're doing it wrong. They're, they're putting the message behind them and they're just in it for themselves. Protesters are literally in it for other people. And that is what, police need to recognize. And I think the leadership has been um, pr- pretty solid. Like I know Quentin was in um, the, by the fountain today on the yeah, plaza and Sunday too. I thought it was so cool to see him, you know, be a part of the protest. Um, I don't think you see that very often from your political figures joining in a protest mm-hmm. against, you know, the government, the police mm-hmm. and Quentin was in that uh, protest. I heard him speak, uh, before the protest on Sunday about how, hey, I, I am experiencing the same anger and I've dealt with this my whole life of being a black man, getting pulled over by police and being mm-hmm. nervous. Like he was able to speak from that. I, I thought that was a really cool perspective for him to bring as the mayor of Kansas City. Yeah. And I just, I, I, I've seen some other um, powerful videos of, of leaders, police chiefs. And, and I think, you know, our police chief, has been pretty weak really on the whole thing. The yeah. um, he, he didn't even say anything until Saturday and it was like a, a little clip. Um, and it just, ha- he just hasn't looked great while well, I've seen other police chiefs um, do a better job. So I, I still feel like we can still demand more from our leaders. I still think we can demand more from Quentin Lucas. Um, and while joining in the protest is important and it's a good symbol, we need him to lead. Like I, I want Quentin to to be, you know, one of the citizens and joining in the protest. But we elected him to be a leader, mm-hmm. and so he needs to. And he has done it. Like he came out today, and he he tried to do like an open Q and A forum at the plaza. I don't think it went as well as it could have gone. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to lead, but I still think we can ask more from from our leaders. So. Uh, so yeah, it, it has been wild. Like 
the amount of videos that I've watched on this whole thing and the amount of speeches that I've watched on it all from, again, people that are really smart and people who have dealt with this situation before, um, the main theme just kind of has to be everyone has to do something. It can't just be, it can't just be black people fighting this fight. It can't just be like, you know, um, white people who have always been, you know, part of organ, uh, like organizers and white people who have always been, um, part of movements like that. It has to be all white people and, and the moderates, especially who, who say that they're, you know, not racist, but have never really done anything Mm -hmm. like that. It's them which is me <laughs> who has to step up. Um, and so, and that's something, yeah, we, we need to, to, to focus on more. So um, I'm looking forward to watching more, listening to more people. I'm looking forward to learning more because um, if we sit in our little bubbles and we, and we just consume the same content, then, then we're never going to learn anything. So, yeah, I think um, I, I saw what Nick Wright said too about who, about MLK's quote about who the greatest threat is. And, um, I thought, I think Emmanuel Cleaver was there. Um, and he was talking about how it was a beautiful representation of, uh, and he said, called it the great rainbow of human, of humanity, uh, that he saw down there, you know, people of all different races at the rights. I think what's important protest or at the, sorry, at the protests. Yeah. Uh, but I think what's important, at least for me, sometimes I'll go down a rabbit hole and like try to make things make sense and think, okay, I'm looking at, okay, what are the numbers then? Why? And trying to understand things. And I feel like where we get sidetracked in that is, and I saw Arian Foster talk about it today, is, you know, this is a social science. You can't just base everything strictly on facts. There's so much emotion in this. And, like, how do you quantify decades and decades of being mistreated for your skin color by police? Like, you cannot quantify that. That does not show up in any statistics so you can't just be like, well, if you look at the facts, things aren't that bad. Yeah. That just doesn't work in this great social experiment of society that we have that just, you cannot do that. And I just feel like I've maybe gone down that rabbit hole and then I saw that quote and I was like, oh, that's, that's really powerful. He's talking to you. Yeah. It was really cool to hear though. And I'm like, oh, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you know, definitely understand why this is more than just a numbers game. It's truly just decades and decades of, um, you know, black people feeling this way, being harassed by police. So I thought it was a cool, powerful statement. Yeah, that's awesome. So I I know that, you know, Kansas City can can be a a beacon. And I I really, you know, think Kansas City does a great job of of handling issues like that, because we've had, you know, black mayors before we've had, um, you know, black members of Congress elected out of our districts. And and Mm -hmm. so I feel like we can be um, while being such a segregated, divided city, too. Yes. And we have that in our history without a doubt. Mm -hmm. And um, so I I think um, and in our and in our present, it's not just history. It's in our present, too. But um, I I really think that we can be um, a leader in, in this as a city. So I'm hoping that the I really hope that there's there's no more rioting and looting and and burning of businesses and burning of of cars because that just it just feels so on Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um and, and again, I grew up in a different Kansas City than than the people who are affected most by police yeah. brutality. Um and so I recognize that, but um I still think we we need to make sure that um 
the the violence um, and the the rioting and looting. Yeah, and if you listen to this and you and you agree with us, you disagree with us, let us know. I think that's a good place to kind of wrap things up. But I mean, we're we're learning. <laughs> like we said, we started this podcast as a joke. We're trying to literally, <laughs> uh, you know, talk through this because we we feel like we should. Um, so we're hope we hope we're at least making sense and at least having some impact by continuing the conversation. So uh, if you want to continue it, reach out to us on social media. We'll talk to you. Um, And yeah. And so uh, I think that's a good place to wrap it up though and go maybe back down our podcast that we started as a joke. Yes. That rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So every week as we do, um, we like to uh, check out what is coming to Kansas city. Um, this is an important opening uh, that we saw. Uh, the streetcar extension getting, I mean, it has the green light, right? But it's getting even greener, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's for getting, the extension up to UMKC. Yeah. So it's now like the federal funds have basically been approved or, or earmarked at least for it. So the project is going to extend the streetcar to 51st and Brookside Boulevard. Okay. Oh, so, I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's UMKC. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. like, to Whole Foods. So, mm-hmm. if you've been living downtown and you want to ride a streetcar to get your Whole Foods fix, yeah. you've got that now. Uh-huh. Um, $350 million is the project, Seven hundred, one hundred seventy-five coming from federal government. But it's not going to open until 2025. Mm-hmm. So, it's like an opening that we're doing (laughs) and then hopefully we don't have a podcast in 2025 yeah (laughs) hopefully we found something better to do with our lives than continue the podcast or we're still podcasting and just so rich Mm -hmm. because we've just taken off so much yeah (laughs) but um it's opening in 2025 is what and construction is going to start end of 2021 beginning of 2022 type of situation but uh not opening, but approved. Approved. Okay, we'll take it. Um, all right, so that... And I like how we, we are now focusing on openings. I feel like right in March and when the shutdown hit, it was just closings, closings, closings. Yeah. Uh, but we have a brewery opening uh, also, Nimble Brewing in the Crossroads. The Crossroads uh, just keeps getting richer breweries. and richer. <laughs> it really is going to turn into... Um, like a destination for really mi- micro so, brewery yeah. mm-hmm. brewery hopping because uh, there's what like there's old warehouses there's space yeah uh, to do it there's a ton of breweries so Nimble is going in right off 18th Street on Oak so like 1725 Oak um, they're calling themselves a nano brewery so even smaller than a micro wow um, but I didn't see like really what they had so far. I saw you can order online. It looks like they have um, a double fluff DIPA. I've never double even heard fluff. of Double fluff. A double milkshake India pale ale. What? Um, they have a strawberry pineapple sour, mango sour. Okay, um, so some weird some, stuff. Some weird stuff. Starting with a double fluff. Yeah. Um, a blueberry, a lot of sour. Um Ales, it looks like so. Ooh, um, mango sour. I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah, uh, a dope lemon. Uh, is it Goss style? Dude, what is this double fluff? Never heard of it. It's called a double milkshake IPA. Sounds thick, girthy. Yeah, uh, we should. I feel like we should try that one and do our ASMR. 85 days in the middle of France is one of their named a beer name. Okay, so this looks pretty sweet. Yeah. Okay. Well, it looks like you can order online already. Um, 
And it's all sold out. And Tavern are open on Saturday and Sundays at noon. Uh, so stop in. Well, you can't order online right now because everything is sold out. Yeah, well, must be good. Um, all right, so that's also opening. And then uh, we have a third opening this week as well. Uh, we have an official press release from the Lowe's Hotel. Yes. About their opening. So we have hit the big time. Like okay. We're there now. Okay. We're part of the press. But we're not. We have to maintain our that we're not oh, part of the press. We got a press release sent to us? Did yeah, it got sent to us. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Read that. Read that well, it's release. it's pretty long. Uh, oh, okay. It's pretty boring oh, and pretty they long. They sent out a press release and we were included as members of the Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. They sent out a press release to everyone. Okay. And we are on that list. I thought they were counting on us to tell everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> got a little ahead of myself there. I was like, well, well were we about to now announce something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A publicly traded company uh-huh. worth, uh, let's see. <laughs> um, but so they're opening up. What, what's their date? Uh, well, all I know is that. They uh, opened up today or yesterday. Yesterday, okay. I wonder if they let us back to do an interview there because we did interview um, the people in charge of the Kansas City Hotel, I think the director of sales and the, the manager of the hotel, I deleted the interview uh, in the great delete. Oh, um, you did? Yes. So, uh, But it wouldn't have made sense anyways because it was all geared up towards a different opening time. And so we're supposed so. to be getting, we're supposed to do another interview. Okay, good. That really don't tell them about how I deleted it and lost it. Okay. Okay. I won't. <laughs> but yeah, Lowe's uh, opened June 1st. Um, again, like their PR firm has got to be just working overtime mm-hmm. because they had to delay their opening for COVID and now they're opening in the middle of the biggest protest Kansas City has seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I can't remember protests like this. So... Uh, uh, best of luck. We we know the PR team because yeah. they're who introduced us and set us up for the interview. So, um, best of luck um, handling that. Yes, yeah, that is uh, certainly tough. Um, but that is it for openings this week. So I think Lowe's is open for business regular. Yes. everything. Their their lobby bar is open. Oh, their yes. their restaurants are not open yet. Okay. Like they're, they're gonna, gonna have go rooftop drink in there. They're going to have two restaurants in there, and then they have like a little um, cafe that is open. So cafe and bar are open. Restaurants are not. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, So next, what did we try this week? Danny and I try to um, try something new every week. Um, This week, uh, inspired by our interview last week with Chris Myers of Crane Brewing, I tried uh, Crane Brewery Farmhouse IPA, uh, which was... A delicious summer beer, hot day Saturday, ice cold. There's nothing like a beer from the cooler. It's just colder. It is. It's been on ice, and I just as opposed to a fridge. As opposed to a fridge. Yeah, it is way colder. Um, Delicious. Loved it. Uh, Very. I I love IPAs, so for it to be a little uh, hoppy, uh, I enjoyed that. Um, A a little uh, like kind of fruity taste. A little hint of that. That's what Um, you like. And that's what I do like. And then uh, a little seven, six point eight percent ABV. So um, you know, if you haven't been drinking a lot during quarantine, you have one of those. Get a DD. <laughs> but that's what I tried this week. Um, I'm jealous because um, I, I feel like I should have ran out and just bought all the Crane beer after mm-hmm. that interview because I was craving yeah. it. Um, 
All right. I tried um, Luke's Barbecue this week. Okay. It's L-E-U-C-K-S. It's a last name. Luke's. Like, like, I don't know. Like a last name. Luke. Um, It's out in Grandview. It's in like downtown Grandview. Um, It is really good. It just opened up last year in 2019. it is extremely smoky. So if you really, oh, yes, if you like that. the really smoky barbecue where you can like taste the smoke, mm-hmm. um, this is, this is for you. And if you have, um, someone in your group that doesn't, uh, like red meat, their turkey is some of the I best smoked the turkey. turkey. It's so smoky. Mm-hmm. Um, so really good smoked turkey. The burn ins are, really good mm-hmm. again um heavy smoke flavor and they're like real burn in they're like only the fatty the fatty part oh, yes. um and so you can dress them up with a little barbecue sauce they don't need a ton though uh, because you don't want to that that smoke is is really uh really pungent uh, at luke's so mm-hmm. again it's in downtown grandview they've been open for um carry out this whole time but now which is what i had but now they are um i think starting to open their uh their uh, in-house dining um and so yeah get out there if, if you're in grandview all right um next we have our interview uh this week is something a little different uh, so we actually teamed up with audio obscura there are a couple of local guys who live in kansas city um, who do this really, really fun podcast where basically you're given a, we were given 10 clues throughout the episode, nine, nine clues. And we had to try to solve where the audio was coming from. And they're just, it's, it's a really fun game that you can play along with as you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was challenged mentally mm-hmm. through that all. And I had a blast doing that interview. Yeah, I thought it was really fun. So, so yeah, it's just another podcast out there. So give them a follow too. Yeah. Um, but it is really fun. It's an audible mystery, and and you feel like a detective because I watch yes. a lot of like Brooklyn Nine Nine, and like not that that's like a real, <laughs> but you know you've yeah. watched enough, and you're like trying to solve this this mystery, and uh, it's really fun. So I'm glad we were able to to jump on their pod. Yeah, and this interview is brought to you by Patrick Carter of Farmers Insurance. If you have to buy insurance, why not buy it from a locally owned agency and with an agent that has lived in Kansas City their entire life uh, who knows about the community that you live in? Instead of buying from a website that supports outside communities, why not buy from an agent that puts money back into your local community? Your money stays in Kansas City when you buy from Patrick Carter of Farmers Insurance. Let Patrick of Farmers Insurance put his vast experience to work for you. Patrick's been an agent in the KC Metro since 2003. He knows the city inside and out. He uh, has an office in Johnson County, yet lives in Brookside. He lives like a block away from me. (laughs) So he's got you covered on both sides of the state line. He can help. Uh, Go to his website, kcfarmeragent.com, and click on Contact Me. And Patrick will help you make a smart decision with your insurance. Patrick not only knows a thing or two about insurance, he knows a thing or two about Kansas City. So call 913-248-8861. Yep, 88-Tony-G, Tony Gonzalez, 61-Tim Grunhardt. That's how you remember that. 913-248-8861. Or visit kcfarmeragents.com today. My neighbor.
Welcome to Audio Obscura, an audio mystery podcast, hosted by David Martinez and Michael Foster. Episode 42. Shards of glass everywhere. Cool. Let's jump into this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of Audio Obscura. Uh, glad to have you. My name is David Martinez. My co-host on the other side of my Zoom screen is Mr. Michael Foster. Foster, how are you doing? I'm doing great, David. Good. Good. That sounded <laughs> good. like a news announcer answer. <laughs> yeah, with a slight delay, <laughs> I'm doing too. Great, David. Hand up to your ear. Yeah, I'm doing great. Standing out in the hurricane. Uh, well, I'm glad you're with me, Foster. We have another great audio mystery prepared. I have another great audio mystery. I am the obscurist for this episode. Uh, and we have with us two very special guests, uh, Kansas City celebrities, I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have with us Danny and Kevin Ritz of the podcast State Your Line. Uh, Danny and Kevin, how are you guys doing? I'm nervous. I'm very yeah. nervous. I really want to perform well. I I, I want to get it quickly and... I'm just, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like that's something uh, you can say before this game and before uh, bed also too. So good lead in there, Danny. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, again, I'm working on my playful banner. I told I told Foster and David that I, I, I was hopefully <laughs> coming with my A game here, ready to rock and roll. I've listened to some episodes. I know it's going to be tough, but uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. Is that a, a note card of bits that I see you reading from? Is that what? Yeah, that is? hey, hey, yeah. I just got uh, got a couple more in here. Got a couple more that that are always a good laugh. I've, you know, David, I've I've got my card here too. Uh, if I could just, yeah, please give us give us what's the read one the great the best bit that stands out of you from that card. Talk about a pandemic. Oof. <laughs> Oof. We're struggling. We're struggling in ah, episode whatever this is now. It. Kevin, I got to up my game too. <laughs> uh, there is no reason to be nervous. This is just a silly game. Um, and you surely cannot do worse than I have done on some of the more obvious ones that were right there in front of me. And um, and there's no prizes. So there are no stakes. Mm-hmm. Well, keep that in mind. A pat on the back from you two once. Hey, talk about a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. See, that's how you deliver a bit, Foster. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a note. Uh, uh, so I have prepared a series of clips from a very mysterious audio source for you guys. Uh, there are nine total clips, and then a, the 10th clip will be the reveal. So after clip nine, I'll need a guess from you guys as to, A, what do you think you're listening to? What, what does this kind of come from in general? And B, what is the specific thing that they are talking about in the audio source? Has anyone ever known the clip, like from the first one? Basically, yeah. We, uh, I think it was like the third clip or maybe the second clip, but there's an episode. Um, I don't remember what episode number it is, but, uh, David couldn't be there. I was in charge. Uh, one of our guests immediately knew what was going on. So, uh, it's a fun little thing to listen to me get all flustered and not know how to react. I think it took her a couple clips. I don't think we've ever had anyone just immediately after the first listen of the first clip. First it wasn't clip. like, yeah, I was on the internet for a long time yesterday and I ran acro- across that clip. <laughs> uh, no, so far, no. So far that hasn't happened where we, I feel like on Audio Obscure, we try to come up with something fairly obscure, but who knows? I'm saying this and now I'm going to play this first clip and you guys are going to immediately know what it is. <laughs> it's just, it's going to work out that way. Uh, you can listen to the clips uh, twice and no more than twice. Uh, 
you don't have to listen to them a second time if you don't want to. And uh, you guys can take notes. From what I understand, you're prepared to take notes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Very much. I'm a very bad note taker, so I don't know if it'll help. Is that like because of your handwriting or the content? The content. Okay. <laughs> I look back at my notes and I'm like, that that does nothing for me. Uh, do you guys have any questions before we get going? No, I think I'm ready to go. Cool. Let's uh, let's jump into this, gentlemen. Here is clip one for you. We mm-hmm. we don't do anything, but we feel guilty about not doing anything. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Don't do anything, but we feel guilty about not doing anything. I'll say, it sounds like a podcast, like kind of banter on a podcast or a radio show, because they're kind of talking over each other, and so it didn't sound like a scripted. TV show definitely didn't sound like a scripted anything. Yeah, I, I'm kind of getting that feeling too, in terms of the quality and in the style. Did, did so? You guys heard two two voices, just two. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, two voices. I thought yeah. there could have been more. It could have been like a group of a group of dudes, mm-hmm. just dudes being bros, maybe. <laughs> and uh, it sounded, you know, like two guys talking about not doing anything. Like for a split second, I, I thought if. You know, maybe they pulled audio clip from one of our podcasts, and <laughs> that's, that's what they went with. <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, my first, uh, my first guess that I know is completely wrong, but I'm thinking this is a podcast about uh, stay-at-home dads. Oh, okay. You just kind of got a dad vibe from the first clip. Yeah, just going along with what Danny was saying—a a dude bro dad vibe. Dude bro dad vibe. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, feeling guilty about not doing anything, maybe feeling guilty that um, they're not out working, not out hustling. Mm. Um, even though that they talked with Karen and they decided this was best for their family. And at the time, it sounded like a great idea, but just, you know, there's only so much time with a two-year-old that you can really take. They're definitely American. Didn't, didn't hear, <laughs> didn't, well, I just didn't hear any. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I love it. That's a good catch. It. That's a good catch. Usually we're bad. We we know when there's, uh, let's say, foreigners, I guess, right, or international accent, accents when, that we're listening to, but we're mm-hmm. not always very good at identifying them. I think I identified an Australian once as a British person with a cold on one of the, <laughs> our previous episodes. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Well, if we unless we have other thoughts, we can, uh, yeah. we can give it our, that second listen. Well, let's hear it again. Sure, clip one second time. Here we go. We, mm-hmm. we don't do anything, but we feel guilty about not doing anything. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like like guys talking about being husbands or dads. I kind of got oh, that vibe yeah. too. Maybe maybe they're just you know definitely some some self deprecating humor there. I think we're we're hearing. Oh, yeah, you know, man, and, and the voice sounds like a sounds like an actor or like a a, a movie star voice. I, I don't know what makes me mm. think that, but mm. I'm thinking. Have I heard that voice on the big screen before when I hear that voice? I, I don't know who it is, but it was just like, that sounds like a movie voice. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think there's something going on. Um, I, there's some kind of like, there's some kind of personality involved or there's some kind of like somebody who's like an expert trying to like mm. uh, call out a situation. Like whether maybe it's about a relationship or about maybe it's like self-development or something. They're trying to, trying to make some, a situation better. Is kind of the sense I got. So uh, I'm 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 into this so far. I cool. I noticed I forgot to take notes. After <laughs> <laughs> a great start, Dang it. I wrote down podcast guys being dudes. 
It'll be helpful when we come back to that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fodor realized his car had been broken into and there were shards of glass everywhere. Who? Who knows? Frodo? (laughs) That's what I thought. That's what I thought. (laughs) Guys, I'm sorry. I can't go to Mount Doom. I got to deal with the situation here. Got to call my insurance agent. I can't go take that ring back. I, I got to call my insurance agent first. I'm on hold with AAA. I can't. I can't go anywhere. Oh, uh, I, I like went straight for the Frodo joke, and I completely forgot uh, the clip. <laughs> uh, it was well, broken glass, right? Somebody Frodo or whatever the name was, because uh, yeah, I missed it too. Voter. Uh realized his car was broken into and there was shattered glass everywhere. Okay, so that sounded like less of a conversation and more of like storytelling. That clip, like he was narrating, uh, third person narrating some event. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. again, maybe it's like, da- again, a show about husbands and why they screw up and like their excuses maybe. Uh, or like, yeah, I was, honey... I was going to do this, but there's broken glass. <laughs> <laughs> That's your excuse for everything. Yeah. I went to go do the dishes. I broke a glass. I just, I couldn't move on from that. Honey, there was broken glass everywhere. Shattered glass everywhere. Maybe named uh, Frodo. I, boy, I really hope it is Frodo. Um, I almost felt like I'm wondering if somebody, if this was like a podcast, they're reading like, like listener mail or a listener tweet or comment or something. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, we got something in for Frodo. Frodo realizes his car was broken <laughs> into. We're just going to say, even if it's a different name, let's go with Frodo. Yeah. His car was broken into. There was shattered glass everywhere. And Frodo, why didn't you do anything about it? Mm-hmm. And now Frodo feels guilty. He had pressing issues. He had something weighing on him, something bigger than himself. The one ring. Frodo realized his car had been broken into and there were shards of glass everywhere. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I, I'm not seeing any connections really yet either. No, no, I'm not yeah. seeing a. Th- I'm, yeah, but it's a strong voice. Mm-hmm. It is. It is a strong voice. He 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 commands attention. Oh, David, giving out some clues here. Yeah, there you go. What do you say? I missed it. It is a strong voice. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Okay, all right. Your clue is that I agree with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So he's got a, a consistent color scheme. He does have a consistent color scheme. Yeah. That, <laughs> okay. That was a new voice. It's a new that voice. He had a little bit of a lisp, right? Kind of sounded like Jerry Jocelyn. Jocelyn's jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you guys like for episode 100 of State Your Line. I want to see you guys just do impersonations of all like Kansas City locals, like celebrities. We'll do that and then we'll do the Mike Garozo. Come on down to Garozo's and eat some Italian food. <laughs> Garozo's where Spatini began. <laughs> so That's maybe from, yeah. he was um, like a costume designer or something like that. He sounded Yeah, like on the set of on the set of Lord of the Rings movie, maybe. <laughs> Like maybe who's the actor for Frodo? Maybe he got his car broken, and maybe they're maybe they're on the set of the Lord of the Rings. It's like a it's a, someone Elijah in Wood charge of a, maybe like yeah. art direction or costume design because he's worried about a consistent color scheme. You know, a character in a in a show or a movie that needs to have a consistent color scheme to fit his character. That might be mm. way out there. <laughs> So, and, well, we know these are, David, these are taken from the same source. Correct. Okay. That's, that's kind of be a, a rule, right? Kind of. 
Yes. Yeah, so I've done we've we've done uh, mysteries before where they are about a single topic, but maybe from different like we've done uh, a single topic but pulled from different YouTube videos or something like okay. that before. This is yeah, from a source. single source as well as being about a single thing. But I will give you the hint that it's not really a hint. They're not necessarily in order. So if you mm, listen yeah. through the entire audio source, yeah. Because it feels like it feels like a different show at this point. That makes me think that like we're like we're talking like home decor or something. Yeah, talking about the consistent color scheme. Broken mm-hmm. glass everywhere. Not a good look. Not a good look for a living room. <laughs> it's not in now. I'm not saying it won't be in later. <laughs> so hold on to it because everything comes back. Mm-hmm. Everything comes back. So he's got a, a consistent color scheme. He does have a consistent color scheme. Yeah. The, that's Jerry Jocelyn. Are there two <laughs> new voices? Like, I don't even know. I think it is I two think so. new voices. Yeah. That's two unless, new unless one of them was that second voice. In the first in, clip? In the first clip, that was kind of like the hype man mm-hmm. voice. I think that was just like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, d- I do feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> About not doing anything. We feel guilty, darn it. Maybe or, it's, uh, you know, a podcaster show hosted by two guys. Strong-voiced guy and... Hype man guy, but I I don't understand. Yeah, you would think if they were narrating a story or reading listener mail, that they wouldn't have this third person who sounds kind of like a subject matter expert on whatever, because he's confirming that mm. there is a consistent color scheme. So this is like the host is putting it out there, and whoever they're talking to is the subject matter expert, and they're like, yeah, consistent color scheme. I like that I, thought. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning against podcast. Okay. Now because More with the talk show or something like that, or even the, even just being like out in, the, in an environment. Because mm-hmm. like with this consistent color scheme, and he says, yeah, he does have a consistent color scheme. I feel like they're looking at something. Yeah, that would be so, bad radio. If they were describing <laughs> the colors of it. It'd be really, yeah, look at that. That is a consistent, like, that would be a bad podcast. Yeah. Right there, just to the left of that thing that looks like, you know, mm-hmm. the other thing. That's a yeah. nice color right there. Yeah. Like, David, that picture uh, that you have in the background, that's great. Thank you. It's a really nice yeah. picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, for the listeners, uh, David's wearing one of those caps with a propeller on top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I got a lollipop, too. <laughs> it's still wrapped in plastic. <laughs> <laughs> but tastes delicious. Uh, let's do clip four. You guys ready to move on? Yeah, let's try clip four. All right, here we go. We know him, we've dealt with him for years, and this is how he acts, this is what he needs. We could probably get him out, but the cops won't take my sandwich or my stuff or let me get close to the scene. That was the original manly voice, the strong mm. voice. Okay. And again, it sounds like he's reading a story. Like he was that, that one was yeah. sounded like he was definitely narrating it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Storytelling. What was the what is what's with the sandwich? <laughs> Can we remember what's going on with the sandwich? Again, something husbands would would talk about. Husbands and and dads talk about sandwiches. That's accurate. Yeah, that sounded that's that was scripted. Mm-hmm. That For was sure. that was read that was read from something. Just like Frodo in the car. I, I got was scripted. I didn't hear yeah. anything about a sandwich in that. I. <laughs> Oh, you're missing I out. Swear. That's the best part of the clip. I didn't hear anything about a sandwich. I think I was thinking too much about the voice, and I forgot to listen to what he was saying. It's like someone tells you your name, and then you just stop listening. Again, it kind of sounds like guys writing in. I mean, that time, again, sounded like guys writing in 
telling stories, giving some sort of story or asking for advice, like an advice column kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the two hosts maybe giving advice or like reading the stories and then commenting on them. That's, that's, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> no, I, I'm kind of, a, I'm kind of with you there. I, I mean, as we go along, I might be talked back into the idea that this is like a radio show or a podcast, which it could still very well be, but um, there's something going on with this story. Um, and if this is the same story, this is intense. Broken glass sandwich. Yes. Didn't know him. Hardly. Wait, hardly. We don't got do to know anything. Him. Frodo in the ring. <laughs> Frodo in the one ring. Samwise Gamgee. David's trying to distract us now. He's trying to get us <laughs> down to another Lord of the Rings tangent, which I will happily go down. Keep looking at the painting behind me. <laughs> we know him. We've dealt with him for years, and this is how he acts. This is what he needs. We could probably get him out, but the cops won't take my sandwich or my stuff or let me get close to the scene. I'll get him out. The cops, the cops won't take the cops sandwich. won't take his sandwich or let him get close to the scene. I just as a complaint, it's just one of the greatest. The cops won't take my sandwich. <laughs> oh my! I can't do anything if this cop won't take my sandwich. There's a there's a subreddit called Brand New Sentences, and it's basically sentences that have never been said before, and that might be one <laughs> of them. It be. The <laughs> cop won't take my sandwich. It's it's obviously contraband. Take the sandwich. He just looks so skinny. I want to give him some meat on those bones. <laughs> it's not a bribe. It's just a, a some goodwill. Maybe it is a bribe to get close to the scene. Because doesn't he say the cops won't take my sandwich and I can't get close to the scene? But okay, we know so, him. We've dealt with him. I mean, it's definitely a it story. Co- it's got to yes, be like a it, drunk guy that they continually deal with, maybe. Like, Maybe this drunk guy has broken into the car and, you know, the, the cops are like, oh, it's this drunk yeah. guy again. And it's Mike it's Hoss- old man Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> old man Frodo. He thinks he's Frodo. The car shattered glass, a dog. Maybe a maybe dog. they're trying to get a dog out of a car and they're yeah. using the sandwich as bait to lure the dog out yes. of the car. And he's like, here, take my sandwich, use it. To get yeah. the dog out of the car. Yes, the he's a very picky eater. He's <laughs> a very picky eater. It's tur- it has it's to be a it has to be a Reuben, <laughs> officer. It has to be a Reuben. <laughs> I promise you, he always goes for applewood smoked turkey bacon. It's just we know him, <laughs> <laughs> and it better be Boar's Head. That's a good <laughs> new thought, though. We feel guilty about not doing anything because we're kind of helpless because we can't get close to the scene mm-hmm. and lure out this dog or this bobcat or <laughs> mountain uh, bear. <laughs> That's your yeah. second option. If it's not a dog, you know what I think it is? I think it's a bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, bears break into cars too, you know? Yeah. Like in the, Applewood smoked turkey bacon in there. Especially, yeah. You got If you don't have a bear safe. Yeah. Uh, and these and these animals are getting like bolder in this day and age, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> this pandemic, <laughs> this, yeah. this era of humanity where animals have just gotten bold all of a sudden. <laughs> these animals are getting a little uppity. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm feeling a little bit better about where we are after Clue Four now. We've, okay, we've, I, I don't right. know. We, we've got like a and a, 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 a guess at a story. We could be really wrong, but at least we we yeah. we pieced maybe some clips together. 
All right. All right. Well, well let's uh, let's see if that confidence carries over. Uh, we're going to jump into yep. clip five now. This is going to cross the halfway point here. Here we go. When I see it, I fix it. Does that make me crazy? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Okay. Okay. You just left that I in thought there that was one of this. you doing the ooh oohs. Because <laughs> no. I was looking at my notes. I looked up real quick too. Um, when I see it, I fix it. It still fix sounded it. like he was reading. It, it definitely sounded like that clip. He was still reading part of again yep. listener mail or or something like that. I still think it's a show, a talk show where people write in and tell stories and these guys either maybe they're lawyers and and they give advice mm. um, maybe it's a fun show about some funny lawyers who who people write in like outrageous situations where like you don't want to ask your family lawyer because it involves a sandwich and a bear <laughs> or dog and broken glass and so these lawyers Read the story, and it's some sort of entertainment, a show, a podcast, um, and then they comment on it and maybe give, I don't know. It doesn't have to be a lawyer, but but something like that. Yeah, and maybe that like color scheme. Maybe they're they're breaking that down as like I like evidence or like you know like talking facts to try to solve this crime. I I don't know. You yeah, know? they're they're talking the blood splatter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need some advice. I need some advice on a blood splatter. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hope it's like right before this. It was like racism. When I see it, I fix it. <laughs> <laughs> um, why? Yeah, this got a reaction. So we're missing part of the story here because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the punchline. When I see it, I fix it because that got a reaction. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> I fix it. Like, what could you say before? When I see it, I fix it. it. It's like Whoa. someone describing uh, someone describing their own personality. Like I'm the type of person that when I see it, I fix it. But so that, why would someone go ooh? Yeah, <laughs> the ooh throwing the, the the moans in throws me off. <laughs> by the by the way, Kevin, that your your impersonation just now that might be our little stinger at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, just just be on the lookout for that. Well, I don't yeah, know listeners, what it is, if, like. If you're not aware, listeners, you a lot of people don't, I think, listen all the way through to the very last second of our episodes, but you should because Foster puts in gems at the very <laughs> last second. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the post credits. That's exactly right. Mm. Um But yeah, I think that I think the main thing is, yeah, I think you're right. This is like this is like the listener mail. These are comments or something. And uh because it sounds scripted. When I see it, I fix it, and that gets a reaction. Um Go again. But yeah, huh. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, clip five, second yeah. time. When I see it, I fix it. Does that make me crazy? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Does that make me crazy? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that part. Does that make me crazy? Like, was he grossed out? I thought he was, like, grossed out, that ooh. It did kind of sound grossed out. Like, it wasn't like a ooh, cool. It was like a ooh. Like, that's kind of grossed out. I, I don't know. Maybe he's talking about like misbehaving children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that make me crazy to go in and just discipline someone else's kid? <laughs> the slap on NBC. <laughs> <laughs> that guys, that was a show. That was a real show. <laughs> that was a show. They spent Super Bowl advertising money on that show. Uh, I don't know. 
the actual like etymology of his name, but that that would be my guess. Standing up for the common man like a mythological bird. Yeah, exactly, Great. exactly. Etymology. What does that big word mean? Like the uh, what his name means. Like if you break it down, like uh, like my like my name means. I don't. I don't know the meaning of. of oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Well, it, it means like the etymology of a word is like, okay, these are the roots, like, uh, you know, prestigious, presti comes from the Latin word this, and aegis comes from the Latin phrase that. I think that's etymology. I could be totally talking out of my mm. ass. So, do that. Yeah. Um, what's a mythological bird? Phoenix? Uh, griffin? Merv Griffin? Yeah. <laughs> So, well, I'm confused. I'm confused. Standing up, the quote I got was standing up for the common man like a mythological bird. What mythological birds are standing up for the <laughs> common man? That's not a saying. I don't think that's a thing. It's another sentence that has never been spoken. <laughs> you, uh, standing you, up you for the up common to- <laughs> man like a mythical bird. You stood up to that it bully just be, like a mythological bird. A kid, it could just be a, a podcaster talking out of his ass. I mean, I don't know many that do that, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know the actual like etymology of his name, but that, that would be my guess. Standing up for the common man like a mythological bird. Yeah, exactly. Great. Exactly. Exactly. It's got to be someone named Griffin or Phoenix or something like that. And it could be, again, like a show, and they're reading a story about something, someone named Griffin or Phoenix or another mythological bird that n- none of us know Yeah, did in, in, yes. in this story. Uh, Falcor. Um, What's Falcor? He was a, Fal- well, never mind. That's probably, that's probably an old man reference, and he's not really a bird. He's from the never-ending story. Oh. He's Falcor the mm-hmm. Luck Dragon. Let's just oh, drop it. Oh, that got better. That just got better. Yeah. Let's just drop it. I, I feel like I've lost uh, uh, pro- prime strong voice numero uno. Number one. But we I didn't hear... Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't hear Lisp uh, voice. Yeah. <laughs> Jocelyn's jewelry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, my, my confidence has been shattered after that clip. I don't know. I think we're still Ooh. on the right... <laughs> We, we know what it is. Okay. It's a show, for sure, obviously, because there's an audio <laughs> clip of it. It's a show where people talk. We know that. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> recorded <sure>. something. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, they're reading mail. They're, they're telling a story. They're reading part of that story. And this, these hosts are commenting on it mm-hmm. and maybe giving advice of some sort. And I think I, I do uh, like that someone has a bird name. I like that. <laughs> I like that. This, mm. I like this mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's jump into clip seven now. We got three three clips left to listen to. So here, right. here comes clip seven. Thorn, Buster Doe, Green Reaper, The Mantis, uh-huh. Prodigy, Gemini, No Name, Catastrophe, No Name, No Name. Yeah, come on, come no on, name. No Name. Definitely reading from a list there. How'd your notes go on that one, Kevin? Uh, I didn't write anything down. <laughs> I okay. wrote down Thorn. Or was I, okay. it Thor? I, David, I don't know if this breaks our, our PG-12 rating, <laughs> but are these are these types of weed? Listen, you're asking the wrong guy. Like, 
Like this sounds or like at least thorn. that's what my lawyer will say. <laughs> you go to Colorado, you can buy some thorn, some buster dough, some green reaper, some prodigy, some catastrophe, some I, no name. I like that. That's a good theory. I like that. I mean, I don't. It's not right, guys. Please be clear. <laughs> it is mm. not a good theory. Dang it! Don't lead us down that road. <laughs> I am honestly getting more and more. Gonna just say no to that theory. <laughs> Yeah, what happened to stay-at-home dads, guys? Yeah. Yeah, what did happen to stay-at-home? What 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 is the common thread with like the stories and these commenters though? That's the thing. Like there has to be a common thread about the kind of situations and people that they're interacting with. And I I it, I'm not seeing that connection. Mm-mm. Yeah, that list um, of names made it more confusing because I really thought it was like a one uh, them reading a, a letter to the editor from one person. Um, and then that, you know, they were telling that story of one person's story, but then the list of names really threw me off. Yeah, we have a second time. Uh, I'll give you kind of a hint and say, I mean, you guys aren't really doing this anyway, but I would say, like, don't focus too much on each specific name, but rather on, like, the general vibe that you get from the clip. Thorn, Buster Doe, Green Reaper... The Mantis, uh-huh. Prodigy, Gemini, No Name, Catastrophe, No Name, No Name. Yeah, come on, come no on, name. No Name. Kind of sounds like Joel McHale, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Like when he's like reading off the list and his like casual uh, arrogance that that he has. We, I know, I know, you said not to focus on the names, David, but we no, missed. It's okay, yeah. So, somehow we missed the Mantis. You did. Prodigy. Prodigy Gemini I caught this time. I'll give you a few more that I uh, edited off just for the sake of time. Okay. But Thun- Thunder 88, uh, Penelope, and El Caballero. So they're like characters or they're hmm. names of uh, stay-at-home dads naming their boats. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Stay-at-home dads. <laughs> Na- and these lawyers naming their boats or this, this beauty's thunder 88 this this one over here green reaper could be like cars naming their cars well consistent color scheme car broken into car the phoenix was may- maybe this is somebody's car when i see it i fix it fixing a car mhm uh i don't know that's uh, i'm struggling I'm reaching. I'm grasping. Mm-hmm. I got pulled over and the cops won't take my sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually, usually I get out of a ticket when I bring you out the subway. <laughs> he was able to infiltrate a group of domestic terrorists who were claiming to bomb the courthouse. Oh. <laughs> and and we're gonna code, we're gonna, we're gonna cut, we're gonna go to him live. Daniel. <laughs> How's it going? You're infiltrated with the terrorists. I think they're definitely telling an, a story still. So maybe maybe it's code names of of um of Ooh. like badass, uh, bad, uh, tough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bad tough. I think we could say badass, bad tough. Uh, like green berets and um, toughy boys. Some of these like spies that have code names, and they're listing off. Like these are two former Marines hosting a show 
about like people writing in telling stories about Marines camouflage is the consistent color scheme uh, etymology of the name it's that might be a code name those that list might be a code so list of mm -hmm. code names um, and if you're infiltrating a domestic terrorist group uh, you're 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 a spy of some sort like that's sweet that's awesome I was thinking those names now, those could be like usernames in like a terrorist message board group or something like that, mm. you know, uh, and that's how he infiltrated. It's like I so love imagining the group. a terrorist organization just using like AOL Instant Messenger, <laughs> yeah. sending little I mean, emoticons. He was able to infiltrate a group of domestic terrorists who were claiming to bomb the courthouse could this all be about this person who's like undercover and it's just like a very silly situation with these like ineffective domestic terrorists like because like in that i'm looking back at clip four we know him we've dealt with him for years we can probably get him out like extract him from his situation yeah they're talking to local law enforcement about about extracting i think you're right there getting them out and maybe they're, they're talking down to the cop like because they're better than the cop like yeah he wouldn't even take my sandwich like you give a cop a sandwich takes it because he's a cop <laughs> the sequel dave you give him moose a muffin <laughs> that will solve so many problems and just and just and cooler heads and fuller tummies will prevail um so maybe these could these be like members of the gang like thorn buster doe green reaper yeah the Mantis and the, uh, th these no names yeah. are ones that he, they didn't catch or they're just like. Yeah, come up they, with a cool name. There's multiple people in this gang who, who are like, I don't have a name. Yeah. If you're going to be a terrorist, at least have a cool name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Penelope. Penelope, Gemini. Um, Derek, you can't just be no name, all right? You're either in or you're out. <laughs> We already have a no name. Okay, okay, fine. I'll take the mantis. All right, shut up. <laughs> leave me alone. I'll be the mantis. We already got eighty-seven other th other thunders. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Thunder eighty-eight. Uh, in July thirtieth, twenty sixteen, Ben Fodor, aka faced off his against his foster brother Carlos Fodor at a World Series of Fighting thirty two in Everett, Washington, and he lost in a unanimous decision. Okay, what kind of fighting? Did either of you World catch that? World Series of Fighting. World Series of Fighting? That was what it was called. Fro <laughs> uh, photo or Frodo. And, <laughs> and it was bleeped out. So it was like whatever was bleeped out was describing like obviously one of the major clues. Yes, yes. Yeah, Ben Frodo. <laughs> Frodo. <laughs> Jeremiah uh, Gandalf. So it's some sort of uh, maybe is World Series of fighting. Do you think it's physical fighting or online fighting because of Ooh. the names? Because of but World Series of fighting sounds a little more serious. It it sounds like um at like MMA or or some sort of uh, yeah. That was my thought. That this is, yeah, some yeah more kind of brutal kind of fighting. Uh, in July 20, uh, 30th, 2016, Ben Fodor, a.k.a. 
Faced off his uh, against his foster brother, Carlos Fordor, at w- uh, World Series of Fighting 32 in Everett, Washington, and he lost in a unanimous decision. Jen Fodor. Ford, is, yeah, Fodor. Thordor <laughs> is his foster brother's name. Maybe it's yeah. foster, foster brother, so... Yeah, it was, and, and I think here's the key thing. The thing that was bleeped was Ben's alter ego, because I think it was Ben Fodor, a.k.a. blank. Did he say his, a.k.a.? Yeah, 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 a.k.a. blank, or beep, uh, defeated his father, brother. I could, I didn't get the, catch the name. I put Carlos. Carlos Fodor in... That's, it doesn't matter. In the World Series of Fighting in Washington. Okay. So if these... The Phoenix is his name. The A.k.a. the Phoenix? Yeah. So? I like that. Watching David's face. Okay, the Phoenix. Okay. Um, <laughs> Standing up for common men. He stands up. Ben, the Phoenix, he stands up for the common for the common man. Um, he does have some problems. He gets he gets drunk and breaks in the cars. Oh, no, his car. Well, we don't know which, which Frodo. It could, <laughs> Fordor. It could, or Fordor. Fodor. <laughs> it could be Ben, ben Fodor or Carlos, or the foster brother, Carlos Fodor. Ben Fordor's four-door sedan was broken into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Four days ago. Um, so now I'm kind of thinking, can, I'm going back to Clue 3, consistent color scheme. That makes me think like a costume, right? Like he wrestlers. does. Wrestlers. Yes, like kind of like wrestler style. But they pin. There's no unanimous decision unless it's a different league. But those could be like wrestlers' names, like, well, Prodigy, Gemini, no name, like a wrestler. All he has is his name. How do we? How do we wrap into like the first clues? And the, yeah, the details about like the broken glass and the sandwich and trying to get him out. Like those are those are too much detail. That's too much detail for a backstory of a yeah. professional wrestler. We, we don't do anything. What was that? We. So I'm going to give you guys uh, one final clue to spark just a little bit of last final discussion, and then I'm going to ask for final guesses from you guys. Uh, your last clue is going to be in the form of a question uh, to consider who else might have code names, as you called them. Uh, man. Special agents? <laughs> I think we've already <laughs> taken a stab at that. Um, code name? Pilots? Maverick? Ooh! Ooh. Um, the, the only thing I can think of, uh, I don't know, superheroes have code names. Captain Planet. Yeah. It's a review of a new comic book graphic novel of new superheroes and their backstories. All right. I think, I think I have something. I think this is like real life vigilantes or vigilante wannabes. Mm, I like that theory. Yes. Like, we know this guy. He's, like, always trying to help yeah, out. He's And the cops are like, gosh dang it. He's like Batman, right. but he's fat. Mm-hmm. He's wearing <laughs> hockey pads. He eats too many sandwiches. <laughs> when I see it, I fix it. Does that make me crazy that I dress up like the devil? Etymology of a name? Like, where did you come up with your superhero name? The Yeah, like the Phoenix. The Phoenix stands up for the common man. Like the, the, the pelican. Bird. The seagull. They're not mythological, but. <laughs> All right, I'm good with that. Yeah, we don't do anything. We feel guilty. Yes. So maybe that was like some backstory. Like, yeah. We, we just weren't yeah. doing anything, and we, we started to feel guilty. People were breaking into my car. We don't do anything, but we feel guilty. Ooh. You know, maybe he was a really good... 
maybe he was a really good fighter back in the day yeah. before he took up the vigilante life. Standing up for the common man. That is very yes. vigilante. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I see it, I fix it. <laughs> and I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> I like that. I like that theory, Michael. Yeah, I think I think we're just these are like podcasters just kind of and it's an episode about real life vigilantes or people who took superhero cosplay too far. Yes. And I feel like mm-hmm. their focus is uh the Frodo's, the uh the the Fordors. Uh-huh. The Fodors. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, ben, a.k.a. maybe the Phoenix. And, uh-huh. and hey, here's some other vigilantes. Thorn, Buster Doe, Green uh-huh. Reaper. So. Yep. That sounds like a good kind of final yeah. summary guess maybe for you, Foster. Danny's a green. You don't want to add or subtract in. anything? Um, no, yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's a podcast because the audio quality was too good. Like it sounded like a higher, higher production value maybe. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, I don't know what other kind of setting that would be like that where you're reading letters because they were definitely reading parts of it. And I don't know, you wouldn't do that on like a TV show. So I'm, I'm saying podcast or radio show and then and then fill in, yeah, my, Michael's theory yeah. of vigilante stories um, and uh, and maybe um, what they, they their backstory is or stories that they've said that they've, stories of crimes that they said that they've thwarted. Yeah, I, I think it's a documentary, and I, I think they've I think they've got a, a superhero with them. Nice, they, mm-hmm. cool. The the heroes are among us, mm-hmm. <laughs> each and every one of they, you. They walk amongst us. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, I like guesses. Uh, listeners, lock in your guesses. Pause the podcast if you need to. Let's move right along. Uh, this is going to be clip ten, the big reveal. It's kind of a long clip, but I just Ooh. wanted to give you guys All right. a little bit of extra information. So here we go. Hello, you are listening to The Seattle Files. My name is Chris Allen. I'm your host. On each episode of The Seattle Files, I get together with a different local comedian, and together we discuss the strange, unusual, interesting, and oftentimes lesser-known aspects of our local history. Jones went on to create a full costume. Uh, His costume consists of a Dragon Skin brand bulletproof vest and stab plate, as well as equipment including a stun baton, pepper spray, tear gas, handcuffs, and a first aid kit. Yes, all vital tools. Things that you need. For a vigilante about town. Yeah. <laughs> As of this recording, Phoenix Jones continues Phoenix. to patrol the streets Phoenix. of Seattle. All right. So he's still out there. Still out there. Still fighting the good fight. His name was Phoenix. Yay! It was indeed. Phoenix Jones. He's, yeah. he's still out there. I think that counts as a win. I absolutely <laughs> do, yeah. I think you guys nailed it. Seattle, who knew? That's a victory. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. That was a blast. Ooh. What a well roller done, coaster. Well done. What a roller coaster. <laughs> Just ups from, and downs. From stay at home dads. Got some great notes. You went real far. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very good you notes. Turn Very on good to notes. The back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, David, what was the. <laughs> yeah, let's open up to questions now. The car getting yes. broken into and then. Sandwich. And then follow up. Yeah, then follow up with sandwich. <laughs> Follow up a sandwich. Yeah. Uh, Foster, I'm so glad you asked. That was Phoenix Jones's origin story. Ah. Uh, so he saw, uh, oh no, he, he, I think he had his kid with him and he let his kid kind of run ahead towards the car. Uh, and as he was walking towards the car, he realized that this car had been broken into earlier and there was some broken glass on the floor and the kid fell and hurt himself on the glass. Oh no. And he was really mad that I guess people had seen the car get broken into, but no one did anything. Very vigilante. Well, yeah. W- 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 sandwich. We didn't get to the sandwich. 
<laughs> so the sandwich was, as you guys said, it was like somebody that he had dealt with before on his, you know, roaming the streets of Seattle. And the cops, it, it was a um, somewhat famous incident known as Man in Tree in Seattle in 2016, where a guy like climbed up a giant sequoia tree and just wouldn't come down. Uh, I don't know why they needed him to come down so badly, but. Probably uh, it. Maybe, yeah. And uh, yeah, and he, the cops couldn't get him to come down and Phoenix Jones was there and like, hey, I've dealt with this guy before. He likes this sandwich. He wants um, some Newports. I got some beer for him. Nice. He was like ready to help and the cops just wouldn't, wouldn't have any of it. Cool. Mm. That was awesome. I think we got really close and we really nailed it a few times, so. <laughs> <laughs> what, were the, what were the other code names? Were those other superheroes or... Yeah, so People that's the maybe chat. the best part of all this is be, uh, Phoenix Jones at one point sort of started this group called the Rain City Alliance. I think Rain is an acronym <laughs> for something. And it was this group of vigilantes. Uh, there were quite a few of them that all kind of got together. They have since evidently disbanded. But Damn it. Mm-hmm. This, they were a superhero team. <laughs> oh, sorry. This was Seattle's Justice League? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. The Mantis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Penelope, uh, and I'm no name, no name. Yeah, no name. Listen, I'm not going to give credit to the quality of the names, but <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Uh, but well done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I, Danny and Kevin, I think you guys should really seek out Kansas City's vo- version of vigilante justice, and and maybe feature them on a future episode of your podcast. That's a great. That's a great idea for a topic. Uh, well, well done, everyone. Uh, you guys did a great job. Loved the theories, loved all the guessing. Uh, Kevin and Danny, thank you guys so much from State Your Line Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. Yeah. Um, uh, do you guys want to kind of give a shout out or plug anything? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, we, we have a podcast. It's a weekly recap of, of Kansas City. It's called State Your Line. See, you see how that works? It's like a state, <laughs> state line, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a phrase, State Your Line. And, um, yeah. Yeah, we talk about all things Kansas City, sports, bars, culture, entrepreneurs, things happening. Um, we interview guests every single week from the mayor to, uh, you know, Rafi Chaudhry, who owns Torn Label Brewing Company, and uh, talk all things KC. And it, it's a weekly recap. And you can follow us on on social media at State Your Line. And, uh, yeah, we, we really appreciate uh you guys inviting us on this podcast. This was a ton of fun and uh, I'll definitely be listening to future episodes. Yeah, I will be too. And uh, I will shamelessly plug that we are nominated in Kansas city magazine for best local podcast right now. So if you liked us or uh, if you check out an episode and you like it and you want to vote for us, we would love that. If you don't like us, then vote for someone else and try to beat us. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, hope, hopefully you liked this. That's a, from what I understand, an, that's an award you guys have won multiple times already. Is that right? Uh, we've won it. We've won it from two magazines once. Okay. So we're trying to repeat in both of them right gotcha. now. Kansas City Magazine is up. Cool. Very nice. exciting stuff. Uh, thanks again for joining us, guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Awesome. Uh, you can find uh, all kinds of the latest news and updates from Audio Obscura at Audio Obscura Pod on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or you can send us your own suggestion for a mystery. I will say that this was a suggested mystery from a friend of mine who lives in Seattle. So big thanks to him for suggesting this particular audio source. If you have uh, an audio source that you want to suggest for a future episode, you can email us at audioobscurapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and Foster and I take turns checking that, so only one of us will see it, so it won't get spoiled the surprise for the other. Uh, 
and other than that, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Audio Obscura is a weekly audio mystery podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Send your audio mystery suggestions to audioobscurapodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can share it or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. But that, why would someone go, ooh? All right, thanks again to Michael Foster and David Martinez for having us join uh, the Audio Obscura podcast. Make sure you follow them. I played it on a road trip recently and just went through a bunch of episodes, and it was a great way to pass the time on a road trip. A lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Yeah, I think... um, And you like get to be a detective in it. Yeah. You come up with your own theories. I'm trying to remember, because we recorded this uh, uh, last week, and I'm trying to remember like... Where we were totally wrong. Well, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a couple dads, yeah, the dads, the husbands. We were really wrong, and then we went to pilots at the end there. And we were like close to wrestlers. Was, yeah, wrestlers. We went down that rabbit hole too. Um, but then you know we we got we basically nailed it and we got it ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah. I'm giving it I to would us. definitely do that again. That was a, t- a ton of fun. Way more fun than any escape room I've ever done. Yeah. Oh, she <laughs> shots fired. Um, also, they are like really good at podcasting. Yes. <laughs> like they had incredible equipment, and they like we've been basically we've been doing it wrong this entire yep. time. And they were like, "Why haven't you been doing it this way?" Yeah, and we we're and like, "Because like, we're stupid is an idiot and doesn't know how to use technology." Let me tell you all about that. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, learned a lot too, just about podcasting. We did, we did. It was great, great collaborating with them. Uh, and a really, really fun game that we played. And like I said, great road trip. Way to pass the time. You get to play detective on the road trip, which is a lot of fun. Um, all right. Uh, Danny, you got a personal pine tar this week. Um, and, you know, we're never going to stop complaining. That's for sure. Nope. Uh, personal pine tar, you know, sometimes a little bit of pine tar uh, causes a whole lot of anger. Um, so little things in life, we complain about them. Yeah. So this is, I started... Like a week ago, I noticed my first gray hair. And and it's not... Like, I'm 31. Um, you know, a lot of my friends have gray hair. My wife has a couple gray hairs. Um, the She has a lot more stress in her life than I do. But um, the she has to put up with me. The um, So I noticed my first gray hair. And then I started like kind of a... I was like, oh, okay, that could be a funny personal pine tar. But then I was like... I'm just getting old. And I started keeping a running list of like things that are definitely signs that I'm getting old. Mm-hmm. Um, first, uh, was earlier this week, we had a couple of ants that were um, coming into the kitchen when, with all the rain. Yeah. And um, I put out some, uh, some ant poison and I had the realization that ant poison is like backwater jacks because (laughs) what the ants do is they come and they eat your poison and then they take it back to the colony and like literally infect everyone back at the colony so my first thought about those damn kids at backwater (laughs) yes (laughs) and that's like that's my thought about ant poison um i was um like running around mowing my front yard before it rained oh had to get Had to get you the rain coming. That's the ultimate dad move. That's yeah. when the air monarchs really come into play. Homeowner. The uh, but yeah, we got like mo- mowing. Um, 
the moment before it rained, um, like being excited about the rain, yeah. like, oh, it's a good soaking. And I'm going to get the lawn cut right before. Exactly. Um, I uh, am obsessed with my compost. Mm-hmm. I started a compost um, and we have like this bin in our kitchen that we put all the compostable stuff in before I take it out to the compost. I'm obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't get every scrap in there, it, it annoys me. Um I use Bounty uh, fabric softener now. Oh, wow. What's the point of fabric softener? So here's the thing. I was always a denier well, on fabric softener. It, there's no wrinkles. Oh. Like your clothes, clothes they're never wrinkly. Mm. So I was always a denier because I was like, I put the fabric softener, the sheet, in the dryer. Yeah, I know. That, that just de- makes it de- unstatic. Oh, I thought that did the same thing. I was about to make up a word there, like <laughs> de-staticified. I thought that just... I thought that was a fabric softener replacement. No, the bount, the liquid bounty. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, why aren't my clothes wrinkled? Yeah, I was a big proponent of wrinkle release in college. Like I just bought wrinkle release and used that, and that worked pretty well. Um, I take a probiotic daily, um, and I think I have um, like tennis elbow or tendonitis forming mm-hmm. from um, shaking my mustard. Uh, bottle uh, when I'm making sandwiches yeah. um, for lunch. Not from playing tennis. No. From shaking. From shaking it. Yeah. I got a I got a picture message from you too of uh, your first yield from a garden mm-hmm. of spinach. And that was pretty old of you. It was like 10 leaves. Yeah. That was pretty old of you. How excited you were about that. But yeah, so I'm getting old. I'm realizing it. And so I started a list of things that I, that are just telltale signs that I'm 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 29, so I'm not old yet. Yeah, I'm good. I'm still good. I'm on the right side of 30. Um, closing, closing hard on that 30. Um, all right, so that's the personal pine tar for the week. Danny's old. Um, all right, next mixed plate. Been playing a lot of golf lately. Lately, I have the itch for golf right now. Getting into it. Getting into it. You're buying. You're buying, buying free. Or you're not buying free, but you're registering for free little golf tool gadgets. Got, got one off the internet. It was free. Just had to pay $11 shipping and handling. Oh, okay. But it was free. It was free. It was got free. a swing doctor. It was just on my Instagram, and I caved. Got new golf shoes. Cleaned Ooh. all my golf clubs. I need to do that. I got the itch. Um, so we're going to talk our favorite golf courses in Kansas City. We are. Uh, as our mixed plate. This is, uh, I think, episode 57 which would be an odd episode, which means Danny's up. I, I so, Okay. I don't know which way to take this okay. because it's like, I'll just, I'll just go. I'm not going to overthink it. My favorite course in Kansas city is stone Canyon. Okay. Um, it's out in uh, like blue Springs. Um, and um, it's a beautiful course. Greg Norman designed it. it. It's one of the nicest courses in Kansas city and it's not as expensive as like the National or the Deuce or um, some some other of like the quote unquote like um, uh, what's the one out in um, Tiffany? Well, Tiffany, yeah, and uh, shit, what's the one? If you said a city, maybe I it's like on 151st and Mission Road. Oh, Lionsgate. No, that's not. Oh, Blue. No, no. Was it where the uh, they had the Kansas City Golf Classic, 
or where they had that um, Iron Horse. Iron Horse. There it is. Iron Horse is really expensive, and it's nice. Did we play that one? It's too expensive. I think so. Okay. All right. Um, But uh, yeah, Stone Canyon is my favorite course in in KC right now. Iron Horse and Lionsgate confused. That's fair. Or is Lionsgate a golf course? Lionsgate is. It's like 135th in Michigan. That's why. That's the. There's the confusion. All right. Uh, Golf courses. Um, Man, this is going to be tough. My list is going to get weird. Uh, But uh, my most played course, my favorite course, Minor Park. Um, I had that on my list. I mean, you come off that course feeling like you hit bombs because <laughs> if you hit like a 240 yard drive, you're like 60 yards out. So you're like, I'm just hitting bombs today. Uh-huh. It's, you know, you, it, it's tough enough where like right now the roughs decently thick. You can lose some balls if you, if you slice it too much. Uh, but mostly that course is there to make me feel really good about my game. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless I play really bad that I'm like, I just shot a 51 at Minor Park. Mm-hmm. Good God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really easy to walk. Like I so did on Friday. Yeah. Don't talk about yeah. it. Don't yeah. think yeah. about it. Don't dwell mm-hmm. on Gotta it. Gotta get that out of my system. But yeah, it's that's, Minor's great for like walking because it's short and it's old. It's so close. all the, it's they're close. Short and you yeah. can play it really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a great course. Unless I, you get behind some idiots. But. That's where I was try- I was like deciding which way to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Um uh, my uh, meet number two um, for mixed plate of golf courses. Um, I'm going Shoal Creek. Okay, that's, a that's good up one. in Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's again really nice for the price. Yeah, and um, uh, it's just it's a, you can walk that too because we walked it. Wait, did we walk it? No, we didn't. I walked it. Oh wow! Yeah, right. um, but um, it is. Uh, it's a really nice course. Every hole is different. Um, there's a, it's a challenging course. Um, and, uh, it, it's, it's just been one of my favorites. I played it a lot last year. I've played it a couple times already this year and it's kind of just going into my rotation. Okay. All right. Um, this course I've also played a lot and I really like it. I think just because of two holes, uh, but I like Tomahawk. Oh, I like Tomahawk. Uh, because I love nine and 18. Dude, that's a bad down, take hitting down the huge hill. It's just fun. Uh, when you're so much higher than the green, I'm a sucker for that. I'm like, oh, what club am I going to get hit here? Can I put one close, put a dollar on closest to the tee? Love 9 and 18 at Tomahawk. That course, every green is just like a turtle shell. And it's impo- it's it's so annoying. It's on my list. It's on my uh, mixed plate of least favorite courses in Kansas City. It might be meet number one. All right. Um, my, meet, my side number one mixed plate of golf courses... I'm going Adams Point, also yeah, in like Blue that. Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason being, I've had um, two of my three best rounds of my entire life mm-hmm. at Adams Point. So um, that's going on on the list just because I usually play it pretty well. And they have a lot of dogleg lefts, and that fits my draw that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I think it's a good course that's in good shape, and I think it's really fun. Um, plus, I play well there. Okay. So. All right. Um, my side, number one, I'm going to do my best Sean Connery impression here because I'm going with The Rock. <laughs> Teetering Rock out in, uh, where is that, Raymore? Raytown. Raytown. I thought, okay. Uh, but, again, this is a little different. It's a really not in great shape course. But there is a lot of par threes, and I like just taking it easy. Great place, 
uh, to commence suck down out there. Really drink some beers while you're playing. And um, again, the heart-shaped green that you hit from really, really high up on, I'm a sucker for those holes, and I like them. And I like how many par threes they are. I like I like par threes. It's, it's really a close. Nice change up. It's really close to a Freddy's too, so you can get some <laughs> some Freddy's afterwards. Yeah. Um, all right, side number two. Um, so this is where I'm going with. I'm going with Heart of America. Damn it, that was my next choice. It's the closest course to my to my house, mm-hmm. and um, formerly Blue River um, for all you OGs out there. Um, but the Heart of America. Um, it's just nine. It's really short. Um, can play but quick after work. You can play. You can do a quick nine after work. Mm-hmm. You can do a quick nine in the morning, um, or a quick eighteen and play it twice. Yeah, it owns me that course. And it can be challenging. It's short. Always challenging. It's short. It's it's not supposed to be hard, but because it's pretty narrow and their fairways are like turtle yes. shelled, where they. Yes. They slope out from the middle. It's hard to hit fairways there. Very hard. Uh, so it can be challenging, and it has the hardest par five in the city. I number never got seven. Less than an eight on that hole. Number I, seven. Lose the ball every every it's, time. It's like a four hundred and fifty yards where it's up top. I don't like that one. Four hundred and fifty yard par five. You would think it'd be pretty easy, but no. It forces you. To, it forces itself into a three shot hole, and the green is not accessible because mm-hmm. it's surrounded by traps. Um, hardest par five in the city. I say that with only half kidding mm-hmm. because it's a 450 yard par five, but, but it's yes, challenging. It's tough. All right. Uh, meet number two. I'm going to take this one off the board. Uh, cause I feel like if I were to have a friend in town to visit and they wanted to play golf, I would take him to Swope park. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I would do that. I was hoping we wouldn't get through. I was hoping like <laughs> one of us would say it. Uh, because I think, uh, of the view of the skyline you get on, what's that 11 or 13? I can't remember. Uh, it's actually 17. Okay. 17. Just a little off. I'm really bad at remembering. Well, you can see it on, uh, on two, if you look behind you, but when you're coming over the top, that's what I'm thinking of, um, which is a great view, uh, of the city. And, and so it's a cool place to take people. I think from out of town who are visiting Kansas city, that's where I like to go. And then go to the peanut afterwards. Um, mm. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Um, so what a great combo. Swope in the peanut. Um, yeah. So as Kansas City as it comes right there. Yeah. Um, I agree. It has the classicness to it. Um, and it, 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 you got to play it. Mm-hmm. And everyone has played it. Um, so, yeah. I'm not going to argue. One time I was, I was there in high school playing golf and we had a tournament there once. So we went there just to kind of walk around, like literally just walk around the course and kind of um, strategize. And I'm not kidding. I saw Buck O'Neill playing by himself as it, cause this was after school. It was like five 30 sun was coming down. Buck O'Neill by himself on hole number 17 as the Kansas city skyline was behind him. And we were not on that hole. We were just kind of walking the course and I just saw him and I was like, this is amazing. So, um, yeah, that's as Kansas city as it gets right there. Um, so, uh, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would you leave off? Well, I left off, um, Eagles landing because I love that course. You can play from any fairway on any hole. So it doesn't matter how bad your slice is. Uh, OP, Grew up playing that course. Um, and then uh, I'm playing Deer Creek this weekend. And I, I'm kind of lukewarm on that, so I didn't say it. But um, it's a nice enough course. And um, 
Not not too expensive. Uh, you sure? Fifty bucks. Okay. For a Saturday morning. Uh, and riding. And riding. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I've paid seventy dollars. Okay. I wouldn't pay that. Yeah. I'm yeah. Paying fifty bucks on Saturday. To, I think to, that's to, fair to ride. Yeah. yeah I left off. Um, uh, well, I guess we got to all of mine. I, other than um, I caddied growing up, so I got to play all the country clubs mm-hmm. and my. Uh, my high school golf team, we practiced at Kansas City and yeah, Indian. That's pretty sweet. Um, and, and I have a couple of friends over at Indian. I love that course. Um, growing up on those courses, I really developed a punch shot because that's all you're doing is like punching out of trees. Mm-hmm. Um, I've and got I, a great punch shot. I'm always in the trees. I've got a great punch shot. Uh, you better if you're playing Kansas City golf. Yeah. yeah, and I love Kansas City Country Club. It. I'm not sure if it's the the nostalgia because I probably haven't played it since I was 16. But like, it just it's such an awesome course. So, mm-hmm. um, but I don't get to play there anymore. Yeah. All right. Um, that Maybe is- if the pod takes off, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. there we start go. Start making more money with <laughs> advertising. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, that's it for this week. Um, man, I think we're going to actually get back in studio next week, which is nice. Danny and I are actually sitting across the table for the first time in, uh, since March. That's Dang, crazy. Dude, that's, that's really long time. time. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Um, yeah. So, uh, but a great episode. Um, we, we've got some guests. We we're, we got some, uh, irons in the fire that we're working cooking. on that we're working cooking. on. Uh, so we'll continue to bring you guys that. Um, you know, we are still up for best podcast in Kansas city, uh, in Kansas city magazine. So be sure uh, to go and vote for us there. We didn't make best podcast host that category, but you know, oh, well, thanks for not nominating. No, it's not the, it's, it's, it's not yeah. us as individuals. It's, it's the pod, it's the pod. It's all the pod. The pod. So go vote for state your line for best local podcast in Kansas city magazine. Um, that's it. Be sure to follow us on social media. Give us five stars on iTunes. We really appreciate that. And we'll see you around Kansas City.